Well, if you can see my shirt, you know what we're talking about today. It's the 2022 World Cup. Yes, a fall World Cup is taking place. And we're here to talk about it on the Big Deed Podcast. Before I bring in my friend from England, please subscribe, like, and share the Spunky Spectrum Sports YouTube page. See all my content. Usually, it's all about the NFL now, but changing up today. Also, check out the Big Deed Podcast for your audio listeners on Spotify and Apple. So normally, when my next guest is on, we we usually talk about golf, but today we're talking World Cup. So joining us from Jolly Old England tonight is my friend Tom Jacobs. Tom, why did the U.S. and three lines always end up in the same group? I think it's um, it, it's, a, it's just a group of misery. I think uh, I think we'll fi- we'll find out on Monday just what we can expect. But um, I'm really looking forward to our game on Black Friday. Um, that's going to be a very exciting match. Not so excited about the other two matches in the group. I've got to be honest. Iran and Wales don't exactly fill me with excitement, um, and it and it feels like we've got a controversial start maybe to Sunday's game as well. So lots to un- unfold before even our game plays. Oh boy, so. Obviously, you know, the World Cup's the, probably the biggest event in the world. I mean, what is your, what is one one of your favorite World Cup matches you can think of? It might not even be for England. It could just be a favorite match in general. Yeah, it's a tough one. I think um, I seem to remember enjoying the World Cup in, in South Africa. I think I enjoyed that one uh, in 2010. And I'm just trying to think of a specific game I actually enjoyed. I just remember everyone getting really annoyed about the Vuvuzelas and, and things like that. Um, but I seem to remember enjoying it. I think the, um, you know, I think Germany beat Argentina quite handily that year. Um, I think Wesley Schneider was having a very, very good year for Holland. Uh, so that was quite exciting. Um, probably the last time England did anything. The heartbreak was 2006 in Germany when Lampard obviously uh, did score a goal, but uh, you, mean, you mean 2010 when he scored, but they didn't, but the refs didn't count it. Yeah, and, and that's when VAR should have come in, right? Um, you know, so I think there's been more heartbreak for me than than, than enjoyment in uh, in World Cups, and yeah, I can't remember a particular time. When was it that um, that Brazil? Uh, got heavily beaten by Germany. Was that 2018? 14. 14, yeah. So that that was, you know, interesting just to see how they could, um, you know, do such damage to a team that's had such a strong legacy. Um, one of my favourite memories, actually, was Harry Maguire. And, you know, it's not aged very well, but Harry Maguire scoring a header uh, against um, Sweden in the 2018 World Cup. That was pretty fun. Uh, I was actually at a wedding and we snuck out to go and watch the game. Um, and, and, you know, very, very exciting for us to get through. Then Trippier scores uh, in the semi-final. He scores a free kick in five minutes, and we, uh, we, we know how that one ended up. So uh, not quite as exciting towards the end. Well, for me, uh, my, uh, the U.S.'s World Cup history is not filled with as much joy as you, but uh, 2002 is <laughs> probably the one I remember because yeah. we beat uh, Portugal, and that crazy game went out, won the game 3-2. That was the quote-unquote group for death. And yep. uh, you knew, and the for whatever reason, the first game is always important for the U.S. Because if the U.S. gets something, they advance. If the U.S. doesn't 
get anything all on 90, 90, 98, or 2006, we go home. Simple. Yeah. And not only that, we beat Mexico by our favorite score line, Dulce Zero in the round of 16. <laughs> and then uh, talk about your own uh, VAL mystery. How about the quarterfinal where Germany clearly handballed on the goal line, which would have been a goal. So the U.S. could have played the last at once half an hour, if not hour of that game, tied with Germany, but up a man. Yeah. Mm. And and also, didn't South Korea got to the semifinals, so you'd have played South Korea in the semifinals, which could have meant, you know, a final. I know you can't just predict these things, but that would have been pretty exciting, right? So what South Korea would have gotten if we called, because South Korea shouldn't have been in Italy. And they shouldn't have been in Spain like every call went South Korea's way in that World Cup. Yeah, stretch. Well, I wonder why. I wonder why that happened uh, at that World Cup. But um, how do you feel about the Winter World Cup and where it is hosted? I mean, we could, we could talk about uh, where this World Cup is being held because, I mean, you know, some people, myself included, feel like it should be in the U.S., but... We know why it's happening. It's not a, it's something we can't control. But the fact it's taking place in the middle of the season feels like it's jammed. Like it feels – I'm not as excited for the World Cup now as I would be in June or July because June July is peak international football in time. Now in the U.S. it's peak NFL time because we've got Thanksgiving coming up, Christmas – is in a few weeks. So, I mean, it feels like the World Cup is almost like an afterthought, but I mean, I'm still going to watch it. But it feels weird that the World Cup is happening. Plus, usually teams would have three or four warm-up games. I mean, teams barely get warm-up matches. I mean, I don't think the U.S. got a warm-up game before when we play uh, Wales on Monday. I think there's a couple of things, right? I think we all know kind of the, the conspiracy of Qatar getting to host the World Cup. Unfortunately, you know, you've got your World Cup in 2026 to look forward to, right? But I think I actually have a little bit of a different opinion in terms of it being in the winter over the summer in the sense that, yes, you know, in England especially, we get very, very excited because we get good weather for, you know, 30 days whilst the World Cup is normally on. Um, and, you know, we... we we have a few beers and the sun's out and we get to watch the World Cup, right? So everyone's kind of missing that aspect to it. But we don't have, you know, it's not as easy for us to watch the NFL in, in England because of the time difference. So, you know, we might watch a six o'clock and a 9pm game on a on a Sunday, but otherwise it's, it's very hard for us to follow. So the NFL doesn't really impact us in, in the same way. So the Premier League's paused, the Championship's paused. The World Cup's really the only thing for us to look forward to in the winter. And, my my thinking is that like whilst it's really dark outside in the morning, dark outside in the evening, at least I've got something to look forward to. Every evening I've got a World Cup game to look forward to. Hopefully, if, if you know the games are good and, and England get far right, so um, I'm not quite looking forward to. It. I think it will break up. It it will um, you know change change the year and how you look at it and how it finishes. And you know I'm not whether I'm optimistic about England or not is a different story, but. Um, I'm very excited to watch the World Cup as a whole. Everyone has the same kind of opinions about it being held in Qatar, and, and I absolutely understand that. Um, but it's just the way of the modern world. Like, there's, there's a lot of things going that way, and unfortunately, we can't uh, control it. So why not just enjoy it for what it is? 
All right, so uh, I think it's time, uh, as you know, uh, or if you've been hiding on a rock the past three or four months, uh, the U.S., England, Wales, and Iran on the same group. And uh, England's first game is again against Iran on Monday. The U.S. and Wales play Monday night. So, uh, Tom, I'm not sure you want to remember this, but the U.S. and England have met a couple of times in in a World Cup. But one time was famous for one of the biggest upsets in World Cup history. Another, well, let's just say uh, Robert Green doesn't want to remember this one. Yeah, I'm not, not sure I want to remember the Robert Green uh, incident, right? But, um, you know, there's two wins for uh, two wins for USA versus England. One very famous draw in 2010 and uh, the rest are kind of friendlies, right? So, um, but yeah, that 2010 one was uh, definitely forgettable, should we say. Yeah, started off well for the three lines because Seaman Jones scored and won the first four minutes, and then yeah. Dempsey got the gift goal of his World Cup career. How much better do you think this USA team is now than the one you had then? I'm just looking at the team that played against England then. So you had Tim Howard in goal, who was a very capable goalkeeper, played in the Premier League for a very long time. Bocanegra played an awful lot. I think he played for Fulham. Uh, seems to remember him having a long career. Michael Bradley as well played, I think, in Roma and things like that. And then you had kind of Landon Donovan and Clint Dempsey, who had very established careers. Josie Altidore had some stuff. But otherwise, it was a pretty weak team, I think, compared to, to what you've got now. I think this I think this US team on talent talent-wise is better than the ones we had in 2012, 10 or 2014, because a lot of our guys play in Europe. I mean, yeah, they're all some MLS guys, but Pulisic, uh, Weston McKinney, Tyler Adams, G- Giovanni Reina. There are a lot of guys who play in Europe. Not just play, but play, but play regularly yeah. in your clubs, and which is the key because it's one thing if you play for – if one thing you played for Chelsea, Arsenal, Juve, wherever – but if you play and not just play, but start for your club, that's a more important key. Yeah, I think, look, I think when you look at the team as a whole now, so obviously you've spoken about the best players, Gio Reyna, Christian Pulisic, um, but also on the forwards, right? You've got Jesus Ferreira, who played very well for Dallas last year. Um, Josh Sargent's been playing well for Norwich this season. Okay, he's probably not going to be someone that people are very excited about, but I think he's good option off the bench and then like you say that midfield you, you've already mentioned Tyler Adams Weston McKinney you've also got um, Brendan Aronson for Leeds and uh, Kellen Acosta's played a lot of games for the USA I don't really know too much about him but he's obviously um, you know well established and then in defence you've got you know DeAndre Edlin and Anthony Robertson wingbacks Cameron Carter Vickers plays for Celtic you know you, you've got experience is, is Ethan Horvath going to play or is that going to be Matt Turner that plays in goal it's going to be Matt Turner I think the Turner's played. I mean, Turner's played a few games with Arsenal, and while Turner might not be great with the ball at his feet, oh. Turner's probably the best goalie. I mean, Zach Steffens made a couple big time mistakes when he played for Man City, City, and uh, I think, and uh, the U.S. can't have mistakes. Turner Turner gives the U.S. a rock and. To be honest, I know everybody loves passing out from the back. I mean, your team, your team, your manager loves passing out from the back. Yeah. Which is why um, he's, which is why Jordan Pickford started. Even though I think Nick Pope 
might be a better goalkeeper this year, but really interesting with the goalkeepers, right? Because they could all make a case. So Nick Pope has obviously been earning a lot of plaudits because Newcastle have been so good, but I actually think Aaron Ramsdale's brilliant. So um don't remind me about Nick Pope. He annoyed me this past weekend. I bet I bet he did. Um Jordan Pickford can't be dropped because of how good he's been for England. Um, he might be on a bit of a shorter leash than than ever before, but they're probably not going to change it um, during the tournament, right? So there's one player, and I don't know how much you know about him, but uh, Haji Wright has been playing very, very well in, in Turkey as well. He's got nine goals in 12 games for uh, Ancelisapur. So I wonder if he's going to be an option off the bench as well. Like It, it just feels like for once, like... The USA, if anyone runs out of gas, if Pudisic or Rainer need you know, rest or Ferreira or whatever, it feels like you've got some options off the bench with Sargent and, and uh, Haji Wright as well. I would I would agree. Plus, with the five-sub rule, five rule, I think I think rotation is going to be a key because we're playing, what, every three or four days. So guys, yeah. are, guys are already going into this World Cup more fatigued than ever. Now you add this World Cup in Doha, when Katol, which is going to be hot. It's, it's interesting because everyone kind of factored in um, like it was ridiculous that we were going to play during the winter because players would get injured in the last games of the Premier League. And But can't they get injured in the last game of the Premier League before a Summer World Cup? Is there really any difference? Like, I know there's maybe a week or two extra to get over it, but ultimately, like, players get injured all the time I, I don't really buy into the fatigue yes because you haven't had as much of a break like the Premier League only finished last weekend but um, certainly the injuries I don't think there's any difference yeah I mean one the one difference between playing in Europe compared to playing in Qatar is that the weather's generally mild, milder in, in England Germany France Belgium France Italy this time for you so the fact that it'll be playing in one weather plus it's different when you play when you played nine fours on a Saturday compared to playing a World Cup game. There's yeah. a different energy to a World Cup game. It's something something that can never be topped. So I think the, the trouble for USA is their most important game of the World Cup is their first game. 1,000% because if the U.S. doesn't get anything against Wales, one trouble. If you beat Wales, then I think you beat Iran and you qualify. Six points is going to make you qualify out of the group, right? So you 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 would think that England are going to win the group, but, you know, I'm, I'm not one of those England fans that just thinks we're going to dominate. But if, if let's say England finish first and, and USA finish second, at least USA have got a chance to go up against Holland, potentially, if that's how that group plays out in the last 16 um, who I think are actually very talented, but Louis van Gaal has had a lot of uh, criticism for some of the people he's left out and who he's brought in. So, um, you know, I, th- I think there's a chance. Like, I-, I think I don't expect you to go far. Like, I don't think maybe you get to the quarterfinals and that would be absolutely a- an incredible achievement. But from everything I've read, like Greg Barhalter is-, is kind of not taking advantage of the talent at his disposal, which... I'm guessing if he doesn't have a, you know, if they don't get out of the group, he's probably going to be fired, right? I, I actually think if the U.S. doesn't get to the quarterfinals in his World Cup, I'd be dis- disappointed because, yeah, England might be the favorite. England will probably be the favorites in Group B, but if you look at Group A with 
all four of those teams, Qatar, Ecuador, Holland, and Senegal, I think the U.S. could beat all four of them. I would... they could be... Yeah, I, I think Holland is a hard game because I think that they just always seem to do well at World Cups and European Championships. Like they just... I don't know. I don't know. Holland, I don't know. Holland uh, showed pretty bad against Denmark a year and a half ago. Yeah, that's true. I think it's, but then I think maybe, you know, Denmark were underrated. They had, uh, you know, Christian Eriksen to play for, things like that. Like it, feel, it feels like that was always going to be a tough game for them to win. Whereas I think, generally speaking, when they are expected to win, and even when they're not right, like it's a final, Robin Van Persie does what he does in the, I think it was the Euros, like it, it's I just think they're a really tough, you know, look at the last World Cups, right? So they didn't actually qualify for the 2018 World Cup, which is ridiculous to even think about. Third place in 2014, runners up in 2010, round of 16, 2006, semi-final was 1998. So strangely, they've missed two World Cups, 2002 and 2018, but they've just got a rich history of just doing well when they do get to the World Cup. True. I mean, helping help having Wesley sign around Van Persie, Iron Robin. I expect Iron Robin to come out and probably probably dive and get a penalty for the orange clad sooner or later. Yeah, he's he's definitely a missed missed talent for uh, for Holland. But they've got some exciting players like Xavi Simmons has been playing well for uh, PSV and he's getting the call up. So um, it's interesting that you, you know if I think. USA finished second in the group behind England. And I think that that's because I think you're going to beat Wales because I just... Wales have got two superstar players on paper and that's Gareth Bale and Aaron Ramsey. And Aaron Ramsey is not playing the football he used to play. And Gareth Bale, you know, respectfully has been playing in the MLS for the last season. So we don't really know what level he's actually playing at. I mean, Bale scored... Bale scored... An extra time goal that helped in the MLS out. Cup, yeah. It and and they do those two players do seem to turn up for USA whenever it's important. So it's interesting. I actually worry about. I think England need as long as they beat Iran and they beat Iran comfortably, then I think we'll be okay. But if we like meander to a one one nil or one all against uh, Iran, it could spell trouble for us as well. Well, you mentioned stars, and two of the greatest stars in football history are likely playing their final World Cup, uh, Lino Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo. So uh, do you think either of them has got a chance to finally lifting football's greatest trophy? Uh, Messi more so than Ronaldo, but I, I don't think that Argentina will win it. Um, They've got a tough group. They've got to beat Mexico and Poland to get out, which I think they probably will. Um, but I don't think that's any, you know, certainty. And then they have to play Denmark potentially in the um, round of 16 if, you know, if Denmark finished second to France in Group D. So um, I think that's a, it's a, it's a tough route. And then they have to play Netherlands or USA. So if, if it goes to plan and, and they win the group and Denmark finish second and then, let's say one of the Netherlands or the USA win, they get to play that team. Then all of a sudden it opens up, but they have to beat Brazil or Spain to get to the final. And I think that's a really, really tough route for them. Oh, that's a that's really interesting. I mean, I don't know what to make of Portugal. 
could win the World Cup or lose no. in the first no. round. You don't know what to expect from Portugal. I, I don't think they'll be very good. I think there's too much going on with Ronaldo. I think they left out um, they left out Renato Sanchez, which I thought was a strange. I don't know what his club form has been like recently, but it feels like he's someone that should be really important uh, for Portugal. He's out of the team. Um, so, no, yeah. Diego, no Diego Jada. No Diego Jota. And Rafael Leal hasn't been in the same form as he was in last season. Um, there's just a lot of unknowns. Ro, um, Argentina's team doesn't look as exciting as it used to, right? So they've got Julian Alvarez, Paolo Dybala and Lionel Messi kind of up front, which is um, exciting. Latoro Martinez is obviously their, what they would consider their main goal scorer outside of Messi. But their midfield seems a bit... You know, lackluster. They've got Rodrigo de Paul from Atletico Madrid. They've got, um, I don't know too much about Palacios for Bayer Leverkusen to be very, very popular, but Alexis McAllister is a, is a young talent for Brighton, but not one that I would consider a World Cup winner. And their defence is ageing, I would say. You know, Otamendi's getting on a little bit. Tagliafico is not the youngest. Romero in and out of Tottenham uh, in terms of form. So I don't think they're as quite as complete as some of the other teams. I will say this, our team's got a really good goalie. I mean, both of us have seen what Martinez can do with a villain. I think he played really well with Argentina when they beat Neymar and Brazil at the last Copa America. Yeah. And I don't think Argentina is dependent on Messi like it was in the no, past. No, definitely not. I think it's definitely more of a team this time around. I think actually Messi has been more of a team player for Argentina than... Ronaldo ever has been for Portugal. So um, I, I worry about Portugal in the sense that I just don't know what state Ronaldo's in. I don't think without Ronaldo they can do anything. And yeah, I, I don't. Mind you, they've surprised us before, haven't they? They got to the Euro finals and, you know, it, they, can, they can obviously do it. So who knows? What, what do you make of, of the England versus USA game? Who, who do you think is going to win that one? I think we should make a bet on that game. We should make a bet on that game. I mean, I have to back England, but, you know, it's, it is. Uh, do you think USA can win? Uh, absolutely. I don't fear England. I think the US can win that game. I might be, bu- I might be crazy, but I, I don't th- I I think... The U.S. is more than capable of winning the game. I respect England. I know what Harry Kane, Sterling, Foden, and company can do, but the Americans can win that game. I might be crazy, but I think the Americans can win that game. Plus, Black Friday's all holiday. I think I think it just, we would beat ourselves. Like, if, if we don't play our best, we can get beat. But if we play our best, I don't think anyone in that group can, can kind of hang with us. So, um we shall see. How many, uh, Dylan, a little trivia question for you. Okay, so in France, France's win in 2018, okay, Didier Deschamps was manager. He was also the captain of the 1998 winning World Cup side. How many other players have won the World Cup as a player and a coach? Hmm. I know the uh, West Germany manager did in 1990. And who was that? Who was that? 
I can't think of his name off the top of my head. If, if I said Franz, does that help you? Franz, the Franz Fran Beckenbauer. Yeah, it's Be Beckenbauer. Yeah, Franz Beckenbauer. Beckenbauer. So he's he's one. Did no, I don't think it'd be him. Hmm. No, I don't think it'd be him. <laughs> I think the other ones are going to be before my time. No, it's definitely before your time because I don't know who this is. But how many do you, do you think there was? Five, three, six. How many? How many coaches do you think have done it? I don't remember. I don't know off the top of my head how many have won. I mean, somebody, somebody from. Somebody stumped you that one, hasn't it? Yeah, I wouldn't know the answer. It's three. Okay, so there's three player, uh, three players that have also won as a coach, and it was Brazil's uh, Mario Zagallo, who I don't know. Um, how many? So there's been 21 World Cups. How many times have the hosts won? So I think we, I think we can say that this number is going to stay the same after this World Cup. I don't think Qatar are going to win the World Cup. Um, so I think this this record will stand for a couple of years yet. Well, Uruguay won in in nineteen in the first one in nineteen thirty. I know Argentina won in seventy eight. England won in sixty six. Uh, I'm trying to think. It's incredible. Did West, did West Germany win one? Win one in seventy seventy four? I don't know because I don't know the. I just know how many how many teams have won it. Did Italy? Did Italy win one in thirty eight? I mean, when they hosted under Mussolini. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> your your knowledge is way better than mine. I just have the number of team number of countries that have won as the hosts. Well, France won in '98. Yep, I know that one. <laughs> and then, how many is it? Six, six times the tournament has been won by the host. Um, which is, you know, that's quite a, a decent amount, isn't it? Out of twenty-one, so you know, that's so a pretty impressive record. And Brazil's not one of them. No, Brazil is not one of them. Because Brazil lost the final in fifty. There have been two World Cups that have been decided on penalties. Two World Cup finals. Do you know when they were? Uh, Italy, Brazil, ninety-four at the Rose Bowl. Brazil won that, and then mm -hmm. 06 uh, in Berlin, Italy beat France because Zidane had brought it the had brought it on Materazzi. What a what a memory! You are correct. It is, two, it is those two times. So really good stuff. Um, I would not have remembered Brazil beating Italy. I was one years old when that happened. Uh, so yeah, I may have been two when that final happened. Pasadena. <laughs> Well, you got a you got a great memory from when you were watching it at two years old. Um, no, I wasn't watching that game. <laughs> what um what which team 
do you think could surprise us at this World Cup? Uh, I was going to pick Senegal, but after hearing the Amane news, that changes my mind a little bit. Yeah, no, that, that definitely ruins their chances, I'd have thought. Yeah, I mean, Mendy's still really good in goal, but... um, He's not even playing for Chelsea now, though, is he? Oh, yeah, Kepha's playing. Uh, Uruguay. They, are, they always seem to, to impress, but their team is old now, isn't it? I mean, this walk, I think the South American teams have got a bigger advantage at this walk up because Cause of the weather. Yep. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. Um, I think so. I've made one bet. Okay, so far. So I got a, a free World Cup bet and I placed it on Brazil to win and Karim Benzema to be the top goal scorer. It's probably not a bad idea. Because France have got Australia and Tunisia in their group. I know they've oh, obviously gosh. got I know they've got Denmark, but they could probably, you know, draw that one or something. Um, Tunisia are not good at uh, football. Australia not very good at football. Um, so better, better rugby than uh, football certainly are. Um, the only question really is: Is Kylian Mbappe going to be good? I think he's actually gone mental and probably isn't going to be. You know, he didn't. He, he had zero goals at, at Euro twenty twenty. I think. I don't remember how many involved. He missed. Pretty... He definitely missed the penalty, uh, and I'm and I'm pretty sure he did not score. Um, if he did, he scored one. So I think that could be a problem. Um, He's also arguing with PSG at the moment about wages and and lots of other things. So I think there's a lot of things on Kylian Mbappe's mind. And I just wonder if that will give Benzema the edge of just focus. Probably his last World Cup, I would thought. Um, You know, it's got to be his last World Cup, isn't it? Karen Benzema, was he 34, 34 years old? So I can't see him playing at 38 uh, for France. So, yeah, I, I think Karen Benzema's uh, got a great chance. Uh, Mbappe did not score at the last years. There you go. So um, I think I think Karen Benzema's got a good chance. Oh, by the way, uh, who wins the World Cup? Uh, Brazil. Uh, we are in an agreement. Uh, I thought Brazil was going to win in Russia four years ago, and uh, I think Brazil's got the deepest team in the tournament. I mean, when you have Alisson and Edison in goal, uh, sign me up. I thought they weren't. I thought they weren't as good as before. Okay, I thought that they had. Uh, lost their kind of, you know, they didn't have like a Ronaldo, Ronaldinho, Rivaldo type team anymore, okay? But you just mentioned they're the two goalkeepers that they can pick from. It's probably going to be Allison that starts, okay? Then they've got Marquinhos, Edem uh, Militao, Thiago Silva um, in defence. Now, they are relatively old. Um, Alexandro is, is, is getting on a little bit, Alex Tellez. So their, their defence is a little bit suspect, but... Midfield, they've got Fabinho, Casemiro, Bruno Gomez, Lucas Paqueta. Uh, up front, Gabriel Martinelli, Vincius Jr., Neymar, Anthony, Rodrigo, Rafinha, Richarlison, Gabriel Jesus, Pedro. Like, that is ridiculous. And they've managed to leave out Roberto Firmino for Liverpool, um, Gabriel Barbosa for Flamengo, Philip Coutinho 
missed out. Gabriel missed out for Arsenal. Um, funnily enough, they've put Renan Lodi as someone that was a notable to miss out, but he plays for Nottingham Forest, so it's not that surprising. Um, I'm not sure why he would go to the World Cup. Uh, he wasn't even that good for us. So hey, uh, hey, we have to face. Hey, I think we have to face Nico Williams on Monday. Nico Williams and Brennan Johnson. Oh God! So that that's our that's our chance. But I think I think Brazil have actually got a very good team, and I don't really see who's stronger. It would have been France, but they're missing Kante, missing Pogba, now missing Kunku. Um, England, uh, their defense is not good enough. Um, so that's that's us done. We would be very exciting if if you just look at Bellingham, Rice, Harry Kane, Saka, Foden, Sterling, James Madison. You would be okay without centre backs. Yeah, and then we go to centre backs, and we've got uh, Harry Maguire and um, you know John Stones. I like um, Ben White for Arsenal. I think he's good, but he probably won't play. Connor Cody, not great. So um, our right backs are going to be a problem. Reese James getting injured was obviously hard for us. So Trippier, Trippier, he's obviously good, but I don't know whether he will play or Carl Walker will play. Obviously, Carl Walker's not playing in the Iran game, but um, I think he'll go back to Kyle Walker as soon as he can. He does. He does seem to trust him. It might, hey, I mean, both of them played together in Russia. Maybe they played together here. Maybe England yeah. plays a back three. But they could play Trippier left back as well. They seem to have done that um, a few times. There was one team that I thought were going to be a real um, dark horse until their two strikers started facing injury problems. Can you guess who I'm talking about? Hmm. One of them. One of them plays in the Premier League. One of them plays in Syria. It's not Belgium, right? Not Belgium, no. They're 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 you know they're pretty obvious, I guess. Who is it? I thought Serbia could be good. I thought they could finish second behind Brazil. They had Mitrovic was playing incredibly oh, yeah, well. They have Dusan Flahovic for Juventus. They have Sergej Milinkovic Savic for Lazio. Um, their defense has got a you know a lot of uh, experience it might not be the best their goalkeepers are pretty strong so I thought they could have been decent um, but just you know with the injuries that they've got there it's probably not I'll tell you another Blotman Forest player that is playing uh, Remo Freuler for not for uh, Switzerland he'll be playing with Granit Xhaka in midfield all right so we would we wish uh, your team we wish the England and the US well. Hopefully, Black Friday is successful for one of us, if not both of us. What well, I guess what would be the the ideal situation is that we've both qualified by then. You've yeah. beaten you've beaten Wales and Iran. We've beaten Wales and Iran, and it's just um, you know we don't like to play out for a draw, but um, we're not too worried about. I guess we want to beat you to get the, the better standing and avoid Holland, but. Um, 